Hello everyone, Venus Barossi here. I'd like to talk about mental health. Yeah, I think it's about that time. What's coming up for me or what's so common for me to see as a therapist? Just out there in the world, peering in the internet, looking into these streets and just everywhere you see. So many people still have like a negative stigma around mental health and even if you know they're open to it i can still tell that people are not in a place where they can tell when they should probably be seeking mental health and i just want to let you know that mental health is just your mental well-being if you care about your physical health the assumption is that you should also give a fuck about your mental health to that degree but because there's so much negative stigmas that come up around mental health and your mental well-being that people will stay away from uh, seeking help or just even doing like a wellness check because they are afraid that it comes with this assumption that something must be wrong. And I just want to let you guys know this, that, you know, going to therapy is a form of self-care. Seeing a therapist is a way to maintain mental agility because technically none of us ever stop growing. And, you know, if you want to get very technical, we all go through developmental stages. And I think that the only way anyone would really know whether or not they are developing at the rate at which they should within a particular time frame of their life is if you have some type of uh, support system that would be able to check you or say, hey, I think that something's wrong here. You should get some help. But if you're a person that, you you know, you're self-sufficient, you're independent, you have good insight, and you understand yourself, I think that the best thing you can do for yourself is to go check in with another professional just to ensure, like, hey, am I doing a good job with how I'm maintaining myself? Uh, also, many people go through developmental milestones at different stages, right? And I think that, you know, even if we weren't look comparing ourselves to others and comparing our own journey to other people's journey, I think that even for your own journey, it's important to have someone that can hold your hand through the process, or it's important to have someone along your journey that can help point out the little uh, steps that you take or pretty much can help you process things along the way. Also, people don't realize like there's not much of a consistent figure in your life that you can rely on to kind of process these little things. If you're a person like that, therapy is especially for you. You know, if you're a person that tend to process things independently, uh, you prefer to work through things on your own, that is healthy. But at the same time, you know, everyone should put themselves in a position to be able to receive help uh, or be able to process things outside of their self because how do you know if you're doing it right, right? Uh, but let's say, you know, you're not doing it wrong and you're doing okay. My thing is, wouldn't you want to give yourself the opportunity to do better? Wouldn't you want like a checks and balances system to kind of ensure that what you're doing, the math checks out when you position yourself to receive help outside of you? Would someone else be able to do the same math that you're doing around yourself? Can they do the same math for you and be like, you know what? It checks out. 
usually when people go to therapy, it's because they want someone to do the math that they're doing to help make sure that it's checking out well. Um, and in the absence of that, some people would spend their time doing math until they mentally check out because they realize the math isn't mathing. They are struggling to make better decisions or do something different. And as a result, they find themselves in like dysfunction. They find themselves tolerating things through trial and error. Whereas I feel like people that tend to have like a therapist, they can go through things once, talk about it and be like, you know, you know what, based on what we discussed here, um, I don't think that I'll be moving forward with making that decision because it doesn't sound like it's ideal for me. Whereas a person that wouldn't go to a therapist probably would process things, uh, think to themselves, I don't really like how it makes me feel. But sometimes if someone doesn't have the ability to be able to accept how something makes them feel and have the ability to reinforce that, what they'll end up doing is gaslighting their body and going out into the world and violating their boundaries, continuing to find themselves in situations that would um, reinforce the negative feelings that they're already feeling. And my thing is, how much time do you want to go to the same circumstances that keep that leave you feeling the same way over and over for you to realize, okay, this might not be for me. Also, sometimes people struggle to accept that something is not for them, which ultimately leads them to this continuous trial and error only for them to realize, you know what, I just can't do this at all. Whereas I felt like uh, people, uh, if they had like a therapist or some type of support system that truly understood them and had like the professional expertise to be like, hey, you know, based on your experience, you know, I know it left you feeling like that, but you shouldn't ignore that feeling. I think that's your body trying to tell you that it's not for you. Uh, and that can be people, places, or things. So I tell people, if you don't have like a best friend or someone that you can truly be uh, vulnerable with, if, if you don't have an outlet of which you can be submissive and tell your deepest, dark secrets and really process these things outside of you, are you truly allowing yourself to be loved. The degree to which you're able to receive love is the degree to which you are able to allow yourself to be vulnerable. And while you might be doing a good job at maintaining relationships, um, my thing is, wouldn't you be curious to know how much more you can feel, how much more you can receive? Wouldn't you want to increase your bandwidth around being able to absorb love and really process it and take it in wouldn't you want to know how it feels to process affection love intimacy without it sending you into a spiral if things are sending you into a spiral wouldn't you want to know why the fuck that is do you care about yourself and your mental health enough to just even go through the process of figuring out why the fuck something has you fucked up at least the way in which it has you what if there's something and mind you, there's a lot of things that we don't know that we don't know. What if there is something that you just simply don't know and it's just laying there dormant in your subconscious and you have no recollection of what that is? My thing is you don't stop to think that maybe there's something else going on outside of you and people, places, and things. Maybe there's something deep, deeply dormant that, you know, you might want to process. Aren't you tired of like glitching? Aren't you like tired of denying yourself of the things that you truly want simply because you don't have the resilience? <laughs> simply because you don't have the resilience to be vulnerable to that degree, you know? 
wouldn't you want to know how much better I can be? You know, people that tend to go into therapy, they tend to process feedback from other people in real life much better. And it's because they're constantly in a place where they can process taking accountability or someone leading them back to themselves so that way they can have the insight that they need to have in order to make the change or understand their self so they can create the boundaries that they need to be more protective over their self, right? Um, opposed to just going out there into the world doing trial and error only to like leave you feeling traumatized, jaded, and just overall avoidant of intimacy, you know? I think that people truly deserve to get the love that they desire, but if only they can allow themselves to either go after it or receive it, you know? And the reality is many, I feel like a lot of people are not used to ideal love, but I think that as an adult, you go through life learning what you need. And if your parents, you know, your parents did the best that they could and they gave you all that they could, right? What happens if that's not enough? Wouldn't you in adulthood want to know what is it that you're missing? Wouldn't you want to know what else is there for me, right? What if all you know about love is nothing that is for you and the only way to find what is for you is increasing your bandwidth or your ability or resilience to be able to walk into territory and that that might be unknown, but it gives you the chance at being able to feel more fulfilled, right? It gives you the ability to feel more seen and heard. And I think that the ability to feel seen and heard is truly like a universal love language. And I think that when people go to therapy and they find the therapist that is for them, it really gives them an emotionally corrective response where they are now able to feel more deeply. They can feel seen and heard. They walk away feeling, damn, I knew I wasn't tripping, but at the same time, I was fucking tripping, but now I know how to not trip anymore, at least not the way in which I did before, right? So, you know, people have to get to a place where they are receptive to their own needs enough where they can allow themselves to go after the things that will fulfill their needs. And if you're not quite sure what would give you a more fulfilling life, you should probably go see a therapist or like a coach. Coaches and therapists are almost like one in the same. One just takes a more clinical expert expertise type of route, more clinical route. It's, you know, a lot of science goes into that. Whereas coach, they can also meet you wherever you are. And it's like they operate off experience. But then there are so many therapists and coaches and, you know, in life where I feel like everyone should be able to find someone or an outlet or some type of professional that can either coach them through these things or professionally meet them wherever they are in their journey and help them heal. But if you're a person that's just wandering through life, hoping that, you know, what you need and what works for you will just happen, you know, I want to say good luck. <laughs> I think many of us would need it, you know. Um, shout out to the version of me uh, that was just going through the process of life raw dogging it without a therapist, you know, I was doing a pretty good job, you know what I mean? But there comes a point where you realize, nah, I can't just do this by, by myself. 
And I think that if you're a person that you're not all, like you tend to spend a lot of your life single or independent or you're very motivated and very ambitious and you tend to outgrow friendships very quickly or people, places and things, uh, or like there's no consistent figure in your life, I'd hope that you find a professional to be able to look at what the fuck you're doing to see if you're doing it right. And what doing it right means is to figure out, are you doing it right for you? Is what you're doing right for you? And if, you know, if what you want is for you, let's say, right, is how you're going about to attain it right for you. How would you know that? I mean, you can go through the trial and error process. Many people try that. But my thing is, wouldn't you want like a catalyst to figuring that out? Nope. You, you guys got to do a better, uh, you guys got to, you know, do a better job at opening yourself up to alternative methods when it comes to mental health. I would suggest anything from getting a life coach to a mentor to um, a sponsor to, and a sponsor is for anyone that uh, might need some type of men, like chemical dependency help. Uh, maybe you're in recovery. Uh, I would suggest like a sponsor or let's say you're a person where you don't have much friends or friendship circles, then I would suggest like a therapeutic community, maybe groups. Uh, also, too, maybe you just get like a regular traditional therapist or there's all types of way to go into therapy without feeling pressure to meet your mental health. But I feel like regardless of the outlet, you have to understand that your mental health is a part of your health. And it's something that you need to be very intentional about, right? Because the lack of intentions around your mental health is just almost like walking around, like raw dogging life, walking around in life, allowing energies to kind of just be thrown at you only for you to have to confront it and realize, okay, this boundary needs to be created. But I feel that if you're a person that's always constantly connected to an outlet, right, whether it be a social network, uh, social support system, or like some type of um, mental health professional, these people would be, typically be the first people to kind of point out, hey, this isn't working for you. Or I noticed like, something is off has anything changed and i feel like people are often also like a mirror of you so if you're going through something right you can be processing it and internalizing it but people around you that are close to you would typically be the first person to realize that something is different and for those that truly care about you they would be able to notice the differences enough to be able to say hey you know what's going on here you know, is everything okay? Are we okay? Are you okay? Is there anything that I can do? People that truly care about you would give that to you. But let's say you don't have that, like through social support systems, technically the professional is paid to give a fuck. And technically by design, professionals are people that simply care anyway. They, they live a life caring about others. And because they have that capacity to, to care, they just found a way to monetize it. So even if there's no payment, typically these people will have a sense of care to be able to assist, but they too have their own boundaries. You know what I mean? Like if you have a therapist, even if you're not seeing her, if you call her and say, hey, I'm struggling, they're probably going to respond. And depending on it, they might say, hey, let's call 911, right? Like you, like these are, that is the benefit of having an outlet at which you can run to, right? And I think that if you don't have that naturally, 
you should probably get some type of professional placement there so that way you have that as a resource to tap into just in case. And I always tell people, you know, you don't want to wait until you need something to get it because if by the time you really need it, you're in like this desperate place. And the last thing you want is to be in a desperate place looking for help that leaves you feeling a lot more vulnerable and also unreceptive to receiving. And let's say you can receive, you're in survival mode. So the help that you need might be a bit more difficult to give you simply because you're just like flailing in these waters. Like think about drowning in the water and someone and you want someone to help you. But if you notice, like sometimes depending on the level of survival mode that someone is in while they're drowning or like flailing around the water, the rescuer might have to knock them out, you know? So think about, you know, for someone that doesn't have a therapist, but decides to reach out to a therapist, like, and it sounds like, you know, uh, sounds like passive suicide. You know, we might have to like take them out. I won't punch them out or anything like that, but I'm gonna have to call 911 and take them out, do a quick hold, right? I wouldn't do that to any of you guys, unless, you know, we have to get there. But it's a reality. I think that so many people that have like passive suicidal tendencies or really can go through like mental breakdowns, men TVs, that's what I call it. Um, what can usually get in the way or stop that, you know, next step of it being real is having an outlet of which you can cry to or run to and be like, yo, I'm not even gonna lie. I feel like flinging myself into the ocean. I have the strong urge to lay into oncoming traffic. I feel like I want to play hopscotch in the middle of the highway. You see what I'm saying? I feel like I just want to like put put a put a put a brick on the gas and just lay there with no seatbelt. Like these things, it's you know, it's dark humor, but many people will be going through suicide making the same said dark humor and not realizing like, damn, if I can joke about joke about suicide this passively, I might low-key, high-key want to die, you know? And I think that regardless of there being some truth wrapped around the joke, I think that there has to come a point where there's someone around you that can be like, hey, you sure you're okay? Hey, do you you sound like you might be meeting the criteria. You you want to you wanna hold? You want to go to the hospital? You want to come sit here and talk to me? Because if I don't get some answers and find out how you truly feel, I might have to call 911. <laughs> You know, but I think that if many people had like some type of resource or, or outlet of which they can run to or cry to, it would keep them from getting to this desperate place where they have to start seeking for it and going for it and, you know, feeling as though, damn, now I'm mentally ill. You know, it's my thing is like, no, you're just having a rough patch right now. And you're going through something. And technically, if you had a mental health professional always checking in with you, you would have never gotten to that point, right? It's no different than the people that don't go see general doctors, your, you know, your primary care doctor, and out of nowhere, you're dealing with some type of uh, medical issue. And my thing is like, these medical issues didn't come up out of nowhere. If you were going like every three months, every six months, or every month, you, you wouldn't be desperate trying to run to the emergency room because something is wrong. You would have been able to detect or your doctor would have been able to say, hey, you might want to slow down on the salt or the sodium or the sugar, you know, but the whole time your body was probably feeling lethargic. You was, a lot of these little signs were coming up. And I think like, just like in therapy, how you can meet with your therapist um, every week and she can notice like the slightest things are off about you. We can check that as a proactive measure to kind of make sure you get back to a stable place and maintain optimum 
well-being, the same way in which if you went to your physical doctor and he's checking in with you in a consistent fashion and be like, okay, you know what? We're maintaining optimal well-being, but your 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 sodium levels your was a bit high, you know, or your sugar is a bit high. You might want to slow down a bit. It's no different, right? The therapist would give you the same thing. Hey, I noticed that you're crying a lot. Like, has there been anything in your environment? You know, your therapist is probably going to be the first one to tell you, hey, honestly, there's probably like some type of chemical imbalance, or maybe there's some type of external environmental thing that has changed and now it's impacting you and you're not aware of it, right? Your therapist is going to be able to tell you the environmental triggers, the emotional triggers, the little physical things that might change in your environment that also impact you in a large way, right? Or the little things that add up that amount to these large mental breakdowns, the ones that you wouldn't accept because you were too busy gaslighting your body around how you felt, right? So these things are so important to acknowledge and I want you people I hate using that word, you people. It sounds so weird. But I really want everyone to take a step back and truly understand that, you know, self-care is also taking care of your mind, body, and soul. Just like how you would go to church to stimulate your soul or engage in, like, altar work or spiritual work. That's, like, for your soul. The same way in which you go to the doctor to check on your body, that is for your physical body. Your mind requires that as well.